Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 131. Talk about reigniting your passion with Lisa Gardner. Lisa Gardner has spent three decades doing what she loves, helping creative entrepreneurs build successful businesses by focusing on what differentiates them, their passion. She believes that a business built on passion is the secret to longevity, growth, and most importantly, happiness. Focused, collaborative, and helpful, Lisa's background as a magazine editor has made her especially adept at pinpointing, clarifying, and amplifying her clients' messages with a marketing framework she calls brand therapy. Through content-driven marketing, she has helped hundreds of top brands grow and thrive and consistently increase exposure and awareness in their marketplaces and build revenue and sales. Today, Lisa is here to bring her passion to our show. And to ask the question, when is the last time you felt truly passionate about your business? Not overwhelmed, not adrenalized, not anxiety, but passion. Y'all go grab yourself a coffee and tea. We are going to talk this out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It's me, Renee Dallow. I'm here today with the fabulous and lovely Lisa Gardner. Lisa, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Renee. I am doing really well, thanks, and hope you are too. I'm recovering from COVID, so oh. it's, uh, by the time you all hear this, I hope I will have been very recovered, but if if you, if I cough, we're going to edit it out, hopefully, but if I cough, uh, it's because my, my body is still just like, hey, what happened to us? And so, <laughs> Listeners, don't get COVID. It, it stays with you for too long, too long. Um, our topic today is one that I'm very excited about because I think it is so relevant for everyone as we enter year three of this, who knows how long we'll be in a pandemic. Today, we're talking about reigniting your passion for your business. And Lisa, why is this a topic that you are uniquely interested in? Right. Well, you you hit it right on the head, right from the, right out of the gate. Um, it really was the pandemic, I believe. Um, you know, once upon a time, there was a little virus that told us all <laughs> that we weren't necessarily <laughs> comfortable, maybe in our comfortable positions. Um, so everyone had gotten, you know, um, maybe, I don't know, a little bit um, too comfortable with their businesses and just like 
quote unquote, earning a living, all of a sudden a pandemic comes along and everyone really starts to do some thinking about, wow, what, what am I doing? As, as we know, how many people have actually quit their jobs over the past year or something? I think it's 40 million. And not that I want anyone to quit their jobs, just to rethink what they're doing. And um, I have found that a lot of the people I work with, in, including myself, um, are, I do not want to use that word. It, it isn't pivot. It's really um, going <laughs> deeper, deeper and trying to yeah. reignite your passion for what you are doing and how you started it in the beginning, how you had that feeling for what you were doing in the beginning. It wasn't just to work for a living. It was to follow a dream, follow a goal. So, um, and that's where I've come up with, you know, talking to, I, my clientele is a little bit more established, but, you know, even meaning they've been in business for like 20, 30 years, but in the past two years, anyone who just started in business literally has this like dog years with the pandemic. So everyone, <laughs> you know, is yeah. feeling, I think, that they've been in business for 20 years. And if they've survived through it, um, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's um, tiring. We're just all a bit tired. And then, yeah, and then someone like me comes along and goes, hey, why don't you reignite your passion, you know? And they're like, what? Say what? I'm really tired. I was going to say, I think it's been difficult for um, event people. I mean, I think I can speak for myself in this, in that during the pandemic, when we weren't able to work, I was, I wasn't getting that sort of that like great, like shot of adrenaline and good vibes that you get on a wedding day. Right. I wasn't getting that at least for me, it was like twice a month, right? No matter how bad the planning process or challenging the planning process was, then we get to the wedding day and be like, oh, look, everyone's so in love and it's gorgeous. And we did this and yay us. But during the pandemic, we didn't have any of the yay us moments. We just had endless rescheduling. So I think for those of you listening who are specifically event planners, um, I think for me, that was part of my like losing the spark of my business because it was like, I was used to that feedback loop, right? Right. And we didn't have that. Right, right. I know. Whenever, um, you know, I, I started in this business um, writing about event planners, and um, one of the questions I used to always ask is, what is your favorite part of the job? And they used to always say, um, that moment when, you know, you open the doors and you look and everybody's there and it's beautiful and everyone, you know, you just get that rush. So, yeah, how do we how do we continue to get that rush of things Unfortunately, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it takes a while to get this rush going to reigniting your passions because um, it actually is more of a soul searching type of process and trying to find what your, what your, you know, you're still ambitious. You still have something to do. You're still, you still have something to contribute and you are thinking, how do I contribute? How do I leverage all of the knowledge and expertise that I have gained whether or not it's being as an event planner, a wedding planner, or just certainly an entrepreneur, or just somebody living on this planet, what can we all have something amazing to contribute? Yeah, and I love that you say it's like a deeper journey too, because I think like when we talk about like what I just said is so external, right? We're looking for some external uh, moment or some external gratification, but what you're saying is the in terms is of in- yes, in terms of finding what your goal will be, then to actually connect externally again in a different way. So, yeah, and it I think it is a quieter yeah. um, 
probably perhaps more uh, lingering or a longer satisfaction than just the opening of the doors on an amazing wedding. I think it's also the satisfaction that will come with whatever your goal is of connecting with your deeper self and then connecting with people on a different level. So where it comes into then, so where this comes into is you're like, yeah, but yeah, Lisa, but (laughs) how do I find out what I want to do? I mean, I want to do something. I know I can feel it in my bones, but um, how do I, how do I continue to stay relevant? How do I leverage this expertise and how do I figure out what I want to do? What is it? A book? Is it a podcast? Is it a YouTube channel? How do I do this? So one of the things is to figure out what your worthy goal is rather than just a goal. Because what goal is worthy of your time and your energy and your money that it's going to take, you know, to, to do something like do a podcast or a book or a YouTube channel. So um, I have been reading um, a great book that I recommend to everybody. If you're looking to do this is How to Begin. Um, it's by Michael, I always don't know how to say his name quite, but Michael Bungay Steiner, I think. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Right, we'll yes, link to it's it called How to Begin. He also has it. another great one called The Coaching Habit, which people might know of too. Um, so How to Begin came out perfect timing in January. Um, and what he talks about is like, really, we don't have a formula, right, for going soul searching, but he's kind of tried to come up with one. And his is, is your goal, these three things, is it thrilling? Meaning, does it excite you? Is it daunting? Does it challenge you and push you out of your comfort zone? And is it important? Does it give back? Um, are you giving more than you're taking with this goal? So you could you could have a goal to, you know, um, work in politics or start a cause or, um, you know, create some sort of uh, like a political, not political, but what would we call it? Um, Anyway, like a cause or a political action, social, yeah, like a social. Because there are endeavor? people, even in this industry, that are doing that right now. Um, again, the last two years have yeah, have really made, really brought out some interesting things from people who might have done it twenty years from now. You know, after they've already done all of their um, making a living kind of thing. Um, but now this is really the pandemic. Yeah. So don't you think also um, a wake up call of like, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, I know I wrote my will out. <laughs> well, right. Like life is short. We don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's like, you know, it's that, that, that quote you see, like, what do you want to do yes. with your one wild and precious life? Like, is it this? Because if it's not, you know, and, and what's interesting about this entire topic, Lisa, I just thought about this when I was at wedding and BA last year we had a little booth set up and um, my assistant Christy was manning the booth a lot of the time and I would come and go. And one of the times that I, I checked in, in between sessions, she said to me, you know, a bunch of people are asking me if you have anything uh, for people who mm-hmm. like want to do something new. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, like they, they're looking for like what's next. Mm-hmm. And that's the phrase she used. And it's so interesting that we're talking about this because I think it's really, even if people aren't necessarily, um, like you doing the work yet it's in people's the back of people's minds right mm-hmm. and it's just out there now in a way that it, I don't think it was in 2019 we were always just like well we'll do this this is good enough right this is good enough but not anymore oh good enough yeah yeah exactly gross yeah I think that's the whole point is like if people are just like I mean when 
when they tell you that sometimes if you get, well, the very first draft of COVID, um, the first <laughs> variant or whatever, you get it and then you're gone in two weeks. Hoy, right. hoy. That really, you know, that makes you really want to go like, okay, um, wow. One, I don't want to get it. Two, um, yes, what what can I do? Now I, I realize, I, I think, yeah, I think that we were living in a very comfortable zone for a long time. And um, and now people are like, well, now what do I do? So, so bringing them back to that, like how you, how you can take on, again, I work with, okay, so several at the very beginning of the pandemic within it, um, I started a um, workshop on creative writing and because people, I felt that we needed to change the conversation and that we needed to talk, we needed to bring joy into our lives and writing and creating and doing anything artistic and finding out who you are and exploring that is something that brings people deep joy and meaning. And I thought that this was an important thing to offer out there to people. And so during it, it was, it was pretty amazing. Several people did write their first draft and, and one person wrote a book. So I am helping them. Yeah. Pauline Perry from Good Gracious Events. (gasps) She um, now is writing. She's written the book. We have written it. I'm helping her. I'm like her, um, I guess your coach, collaborator, helpful hand (laughs) in doing that. And it's just so amazing. Yeah. And it was, it's her journey of, um, from, uh, well, really her journey of her career of how a career kind of begins in fits and starts, how we fall into things, how we then take advantage of the opportunities that we're given and then how we turn them into something new and different. And that was her journey from, uh, starting off in England, learning a few things about food and hospitality and going a little bit further and going a little bit further and deeper and deeper into it until finally uh, she met her husband during that time. And they both moved to America 40 years ago and started her catering company. So that's her, it's her love story of both, you know, her culinary journey and also her love story with her husband. So that, I don't know if that would have happened without the pandemic. Right. So well, because she wouldn't have had the time and exactly. not just the time, but like the, like the, like the white space to really think about. To think um, about it. Cause she was story. talking I mean, to her grandchildren and they wanted to know like, well, how oh, did you. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's those little tiny nuggets, right. In our lives that then turn into something so incredible. And so one of the things we have to do is pay attention to those nuggets and then nurture them. Another one of my clients started a YouTube channel where she wants to give back joy and creativity. I think, I think it's, that's amazing. I mean, these are hard things to do, write a book, start a YouTube channel. They're not easy. So when things aren't easy, we need to have a strategy behind it. We need to one, have also a, a good collaborator, a good group of support behind us. But really we need the commitment, right? Time, energy, money. Yeah. Can I ask you though, Lisa, yeah. in, in these two examples of the mm-hmm. book and the YouTube channel, did those people like did Pauline consider herself a writer before? And did that other person um have skills that would lead to a YouTube channel? Or were these like newfound skills and loves that came out of that workshop? Right. So Pauline had written a book um, called Food, Fun, and Love Party Styles before this, but it was more of like a photo book. And it was a book of um, um, probably like, I think it's 12 to 15 chapters about um, entertaining 
And so, but that also was a huge time and money commitment of taking the photographs, figuring out what the events were, continuing, you know, to get the recipes together, put the resources. It was a big, that was a big commitment. And I don't know, maybe, maybe books, you know, that was about maybe 20 years ago. So maybe, or maybe it was 10. I don't, I can't remember, but books do take like, you know, it takes you a while. Like I just built like a a back house and um, the, the amount of brain space that it took up, the amount of just everything space in my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you have to like, then go like, okay, I'm done. I can live with dirt in the other side of the backyard for a while until I start building <laughs> up the energy again. And yet, right, you know, right, you've right. got to build up that energy, but you just want to. But I think, um, yeah, I think that Pauline didn't realize it was going to be a big, as big a project as it was. I think she wanted to like, hey, can you help me just like write a couple words <laughs> and then when right. like joined a short in, story yeah Meanwhile, exactly it's a book. yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden it kind of built and then people were reading it and her husband was reading it. he goes you have to turn this into more you know let's do more and then they just got behind the project and the other person no I I really she just wanted to do YouTube she wanted to figure out a way to connect um visually because she had done a couple um videos and um it's uh it was it's Wanda Wynn from Sulip and she um oh yeah yeah so she had done gift wrapping videos and stuff and so she wanted to do more of those but then the gift wrapping then she like once she kind of you know you have to hire the camera person you have to figure out the editing process um all of that it's 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 a big project and with YouTube you have to put out at least one a week if not more to get those followers so um she started doing that but then throughout the process, her passion, and again, the COVID and um, things became more like, how can I connect with people who are here um, in a way that is meaningful for herself, meaningful for them, and also brings joy? And I guess that's the underlying thread through both is how they are, again, leveraging what they already know and putting it back out, changing it, I guess, transforming it. Um, into something yeah. different like a YouTube or a book and putting it back out there in this new medium and I'm um, connecting in a whole new way. So I think it's like super exciting. It is, it's more of a long-term passion. Again, it's not the opening the doors and getting the big oohs and ahs. It's a long-term right. satisfying, soul satisfying um, process. I'm sure it's also very, very, for them. very, <laughs> it's also like, um, very frustrating, I'm sure at times, but you have to push through that stuff. Uh, just as with well, right, that's planning, what I was right? going to say, like if they are, if it's like a, you know, even like you said, Pauline wrote a version, a, a different sort of book, and, and and Wanda didn't really know how to YouTube, so it's like you're pushing through the frustration, but then also like there's got to be a little bit of fear there, and I think that's mm-hmm. what stops a lot of people, right, who might have had these little germs of ideas during the pandemic and even to this day, like well maybe I should write a book, and then it's like well, but who am I to write a book, right? So oh, yeah. I always want to kind of dive into that sort of mindset piece because I know so many people stop themselves from even trying to do something because they're, you know, hesitant of what people might think of them or what if they're not good at it, you know, especially with something like a YouTube channel, like, like you said, it's kind of a big investment to, to put forth. And so what do you think about that? Like the fear aspect of it? Right. Um, The fear aspect is something that I find everyone has on some level, even if they're like Gary Vaynerchuk, (laughs) (laughs) they're just going to get, or what they're saying, they're just going to get up there and say it and God bless them. But (laughs) then there's the other ones of us that like, are like, well, 
I kind of want to have it sound good first and maybe I'll take a shower first. But um, <laughs> I think that the fear thing is something I talk about with almost everyone um, because I do, or in, not everyone, but the people who are my clients or who I'm talking about as friends too, like, and it really is, again, that soul searching thing of, um, well, what, tell me, what do you think would be the worst thing to happen if, if it didn't work out? What's the worst thing? And so when you look at the, like, when you look at what the worst thing is and you work backwards from that, one, you're kind of covering your bases a lot. And two, you kind of know you've already, you've already looked at the worst thing. You know, now you know what it is. Cause I think um, fear is always the, of the unknown, right? Like, well, what happens if someone leaves a horrible comment? What happens if nobody comes to my party? You know, kind of thing. I think it's just, um, yeah, I think it's facing it. And then again, taking the action because I think all fear is based on not knowing what will happen. So if you, so if you take action and you make a decision, then you are like in it. Once you get in it, then, you know, you keep going. Like what was it? Winston Churchill said, if you're in hell, you just keep going. <laughs> Don't stay there. Right. <laughs> it's true. I also think too, it's a matter of like, maybe this piece of this thing that I created isn't for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Like someone's bound to watch. I mean, listen, we've all gone the YouTube route. We've all, I watched so many skincare tutorials at this point. (laughs) And sometimes I have a feeling about like, oh, this person's personality isn't for me. Mm -hmm. I don't comment on the ones that aren't for me, but it's okay. You know, Um, a negative comment isn't the end of the world, but I think I also think there's like something to be said. They always say like the people who comment the most are the people who would never dream of putting themselves out there like that. Right. So it's like that keyboard warrior of like so brave behind the keyboard. Right. But grand scheme of things. I mean, I know, and I, you probably experience this as well. Every time I present something at wedding MBA um, afterwards, I get, uh, I get email emails from people that have enjoyed it. And then I get emails from people who'd like to tell me what I did wrong Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like what they wish I would have done differently or 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 sometimes just emails about my appearance, as mm. strange as that is. Anytime you put yourself out there, you're opening yourself up to um, other people's ideas. It just depends on if you want to take them in. Like I've I've done a lot of work on myself to not care if someone's like, you should lose some weight. I'm like, all right, well, that's their opinion, right? Moving on. Not that it's easy to do that, but it's part of the work, I think, of putting yourself out there. Yeah, I guess. I know. I I. I'm trying to think of what to say to that because I've had the same thing happen to me. I mean, yeah. you know, you, we work so hard to um, create a presentation as you do at the wedding MBA. And, um, you know, I've done in the past, it's not easy. And I, I guess, I guess I could even use a, a perfect example just recently would be teaching um, and it's a zoom class, right? Teaching marketing and social media and on, um, on zoom to um, Cal state, Long Beach um, students. And, you know, it, it was in the beginning, it was fine. There weren't any bad comments. Everybody was nice. And then, and it's gotten like over the past couple of years, it's gotten meaner and meaner. And I don't know what, I don't know what's happening, but they, you know, it's the people that leave their cameras off and don't want to, and just want to comment later. I don't think they realize yeah. how much bravery it takes <laughs> to get up there <laughs> Right. Yes. And stand on stage. It's, it's a brave act, I think, because I guess in one part you are opening yourself up and in another, it's just so much work. And then until they know how much goes into it, I don't think, you know, you'll, you'll always get those people who are the, um, when you call it the Monday, the couch 
quarterbacks or whatever you call it. What do you call it? Yes. Uh, oh, that's a sports term. I know. I know I, I've heard the term you're thinking of. I don't know, but I call them the peanut gallery. The peanut like, gallery. I, yeah. I, I will yeah. like, yeah, like I'll be like, my husband will sense that like something has happened. He's like, what's the matter? I'm like, oh, peanut gallery email. And he's like, was it worth it? I'm like, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to like lose 50 pounds because someone, you know what I mean? Like no. that, that's, that's something personal for me that has nothing to do with them. But um, I, I like to think that when people uh, give criticism, they are trying to be helpful. Like they're coming from a place of like, I enjoy you and you, and I, this, this might help you be more enjoyable, but um, that's the trick I play with myself so that I don't just like burn it all down <laughs> and say like, that's it. I'm never doing anything in the public eye again. <laughs> Well, I think what you have to realize, what we all have to realize is it's not us, it's them. I mean, it's whatever they right. are. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, anyone, anyone that with compassion would in their, in their, in their veins would just not do that. I mean, because if it's not going to help someone, why say it is how I look at it, how, you know, but you know, we're not all made like that. So, and, and once, yes, that's once right. you put yourself out there, that's where a lot of the fear is putting yourself out there, trying something new and possibly failing. And it's okay. And can we talk about failure for a second? Because failure is the greatest teacher there is, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I I always tell like, like my friends are like, why are you putting so much time into reels? I'm like, because the next iteration, I, I want to know, I want to know how to edit video. And I, you know, I want to know all of these things because knowing all those things will come in handy somewhere. Um, it just, it's just always like the next, you know, iteration of every single type of platform, whether it's your software that you're working on on your computer or it's, you know, it's you, you know, you 2.0, you 3.0, just getting better and better. And fear of failure is just not an option is how I look at it. That it just comes with the territory and about fear. I think fear makes us tired. It makes us indecisive. It makes us inactive. And um, we, and when you don't take action and you know, you're supposed to be taking action, you know, you should, you know, you could, could take action. The word should, I've got to get rid of that word. Um, <laughs> I say it a lot too. <laughs> I know, I know. With the word you need to, and you should, those get I'm really working on that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but avoidance, right? Avoidance of, of what we need what we want to be doing, see, I caught myself, what we want to be doing makes us feel more tired because we know we could be doing more and we want to be doing more. So there's the bravery. It's just, we're afraid if we, we're afraid that if we never try something, there's the chance then that it would have been perfect. I know that's a weird way to look at it. It was a line I heard in a movie. I will also say too, like, well, like for the fear piece, it's like all the fear like, I guess I should say this, every time I've ever launched anything, a course, a bundle, a presentation, a podcast, the fear um, of failure that I have in my head is always worse than whatever happens in real life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I can imagine scenarios where I'm like, publicly humiliated and never work again. And that never happens. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all of these fears that we that we think are going to happen, like, everyone's gonna know if this launch doesn't go well, nobody knows. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody knows unless you tell them, right? So, yes. so we have all this, this, this thing in our head. These, uh, this great imaginations that we make for ourselves about about potential things that could happen. We can worry ourselves to death. But for me, I, I'm with you in that. Like, fear isn't really an option. If if I if I don't do well as well as I hope, then I'm learning a lot, right? And if if I'm way off base, then that's a real huge learning lesson for me. But I, I'm with you on the 
just, it's all growth, right? It, mm-hmm. It's, I try not to focus on anything as a failure. It's just growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hope, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, it is. And I also think one of the things I say about our dreams is that we do need to wake up from them and look at them in the cold light of day, because is it just a dream? Like, gosh, I'd love to be, you know, that actress and have that life, (laughs) you know, Um, I'd like to wake up, you know, as Chrissy Teigen and have this amazing life, but it's not going to happen. So what are my, what are my dreams and how can I look at them in like I say, the cold light of day and how can I map them out strategically, smartly? Um, how can I use all of that, you know, formula that to decide whether or not, is this something that, you know, thrills me, excites me? Is it something that is challenges me? And is it important <clears throat> for myself and for my um, audience or my community? And you know, I, Renee, I don't, I don't think a lot of people ask themselves those questions. So just no. based on from what I know. Yeah. I also want to dive into like the celebrity thing for a, a, a quick sec, because mm-hmm. this is something that I had found myself sort of like iterating on last year. I, I found myself very not, I mean, obsessed is not the right word, but like very interested in like everything about this one particular celebrity, right? Like I was like diving into like that story <laughs> and old YouTube videos. And you know what I mean? When you fall down the rabbit hole with someone and you're like, why is this person taking up so much of my brain? Uh-huh. And I realized, cause I had that moment of like, well, I just want their life. And it was like, no, when I really sat down and journaled it out, what I wanted from that, what I was like what I was seeing in that person that was compelling to me was like, this person is a storyteller, right? They write and they direct and they produce things. And that when I, I mean, I really had to journal about it for a while, Lisa, like it wasn't like, oh, this is why. But after I really was like, why am I so fixated? I was like, oh, I miss the storytelling part. Like that's because I used to be an actor, right? So Mm. like the part of my soul that needs to tell stories had been like missing, right? Mm -hmm. So I started writing again. Um, not, not, you know, not film or TV, but just writing short stories for myself. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what I'm going to do with them. Who knows? But if you have, you're listening, dear listeners, if you have that person in your, Mm -hmm. in your world that, you know, obviously is someone you don't know, like a Chrissy Teigen or whomever, whatever Mm -hmm. actor or celeb you, you admire, really ask yourself, like, what about this person do you admire? You know, is it the work they're doing? Is it their personality? Like, what is it about that? Like, cause Chris, cause Chrissy Teigen, is delightful for some people and but also some people really dislike her right so right. you could be like i love chrissy teigen because she's funny and and she has a cookbook and i want that too but then also like do you want the whole <laughs> hate that comes with that being that person probably not right, right. so kind of like just a little bit of a deep dive into like those those things that your soul sort of is aligned with like what is it really right that's great yes um i yeah that's wonderful i had not really thought about that and I think that's that's a great exercise, you know, to do also because to look at to just to use Chrissy Teigen as an example again to look at her again and just go like, what is it that she does that I admire that I might adopt a little bit into my my story? And, and, and with her, I would say she just has no fear of you know, no, no fear. Right. No fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's her personality. Maybe yeah. it's her sense of humor. Like she's so fearless or maybe it's like, maybe you also are a good home cook and you want to start like once a month doing like a cook along with me video on your Instagram. Like who right. says you can't do that? Of course you can. You can do whatever you want. 
Thank you. That brings us to the question of do we, um, you know, this whole positioning and being positioned and branded and and things. And, you know, that was something during the pandemic I found really um, lightened our social media, lightened how we approached it, lightened our marketing. We just were had more fun. And now we're back to like no fun again. And I, I right before the pandemic, I was just feeling like there was people out there pushing, pushing, pushing buy this, sell this, do this, you know, take this course, do this. And I was like, oh my God, I can't compete with this. I can't, I don't want to, I, what do I do? Then the pandemic comes along and I'm like, yes, I'm going to do a cooking class. <laughs> I'm going to, yes. you know, it's like I was posting bread. I went back because I, I, yeah. uh, in every like January I go through and I like wipe my phone because I take like 8 million photos at every client's tasting and photo like flower mart tour. I have photos on that phone that don't need to be there. So I go back and I edit. And I, I guess I hadn't done it at the beginning of 2021, which is not a surprise. And I was looking at my photos from like early pandemic and it was just like everything I cooked for like a month and a half. And I haven't posted any of that. I cook every night. Uh, I haven't posted that in years. And now I'm like, well, that was fun. Why didn't I? It was very people. We were all very engaged in what we were doing at home. And I know it's a different temperature now, but like, who's to say we can't bring a little bit of that, like everyone's baking sourdough bread energy back into our socials. That's, why not? Why not? Why not? I mean, because all of the, you know, quote, and I'm air quoting, the experts tell us, no, you need to be completely understandable in the first, you know, 12 posts and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, if you, if you've got a business account and that's what you're doing, fine. But if you are, um, if you're an individual and you're showing your personality, then I think it's just fine to be three or four different things. Show us what you're reading and what you're eating and uh, you know, what? obviously where you're going on the weekend, even the head of Instagram shows us his kids, which is also, you know, one of those things people make a choice about. But um, but he right. he will show his kids. He'll show his garage where he's posting from. But then the other day he just showed his um, child's first birthday and a walk in the forest. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you, because that shows us he's not just like, I don't know, just a a a robot guy telling us what we need to know about Instagram all the time. It shows us he's a real person behind there who uses Instagram, by the way, to connect. So he's the perfect (laughs) example of of what Instagram should do. And I don't think there's by any chance that it's like, that isn't by luck. He's, he's doing it because yeah. Yeah, he's a smart cookie. Well, he's, but listen, he's setting a great example for the rest of us. Yes. Um, what's funny, this brings up a conversation I had with my husband the other night because I was we were joking about, it's not really a joke, but like I spend a lot of time at the end of the night getting ready for bed. Like my getting ready for bed <laughs> ritual is like fairly intense, right? Like I have a lot of skincare. I want to see that always, on Instagram. Right. It's always, <laughs> okay, so that's exactly what the, so some of my students, you're, like in the middle of the pandemic had said like, you need to do a skincare video. And I was like, I'm not doing a skincare video. And the other night I said to Joe, oh yeah, that's funny. One of my students said I should do a video a long time ago. And he's like, you should do a skincare video. And I was like, nobody wants to hear about skincare for me. And he's like, I bet if you made it though, people would watch it. And so now he has it in his head that we're going to do a skincare video. But I have to be honest with you, Lisa, there was a moment where I was like, no, that's not, that's off brand for me. But honestly, it is Mm -hmm. on brand for me because I'm obsessed with with skincare. So (laughs) will I make a video? I don't know. Stay tuned. But why, but but why do you funny that that came up? Yes. And I, I mean, I swear to God, it's, it's just amazing to me now. And it's in a, a totally different generation. Like say the, are they what Gen X, Gen Z, um, Gen that, Z, yeah. Gen Young Z ones. who do show us 
No, J-Lo is also showing us, but <laughs> she's in a whole other category. But, J-Lo can show me whatever she wants. Yeah, she's exactly. She's in her 50s Thank you. and she looks younger than me. Isn't so God fabulous. bless. She can do whatever. Talk about skincare lines. <laughs> I know. Tell me if you've tried her right? products or not. <laughs> I have not tried her products, but the thing about J-Lo, like this is just generally a tangent. So sorry, everyone. Yeah. But like everyone wants to look like J-Lo. J-Lo does not drink. J-Lo does not right. smoke. J-Lo right. does not do drugs. No J-Lo coffee works either. out two hours no a day. Coffee. Like, no oh. coffee, nothing. Like... <laughs> If you want to look like J-Lo, do you want to do the things that J-Lo does? I'm just right. saying. Just put a pin in that. But I'm saying J-Lo is amazing, but there's a reason she looks like that. Right. Absolutely. Anyway. It's a, again, commitment, <laughs> time, energy, and money. There you go. Yes. So that's it. What do you want to commit to? <laughs> um, and for me, that that um, goal would be thrilling, but not, maybe not to me. Just to the people watching me going like, I'm just going to watch this girl wash her face because this is just weird. Um, but I, do I mean, I might do it just as a social face. experiment to see what happens. So I might, I we might just should. do it and be like, Hey, it's out there, but do it just, you it's know what? You don't have to Instagram. like commit to a video. <laughs> Why can't you commit? To, that's what, that's what Instagram um, stories are for. It's perfect for that. It's that's not, true. Like you don't want to commit My to a video wants to make everything into a full production because he's a production designer, but I totally, oh, yes, you're right. But Start this goes back small. to like reigniting passion, right? Because it's like, maybe, maybe the thing that does reignite let's just use me as an example. Maybe the thing that does reignite my passion for Instagram as part of my business is doing this stupid Mm -hmm. skincare video. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that I, there you go. We've solved the problem of it because (laughs) what, what, what we're doing is we're, we're, it's the whole comparison thing. And we're deciding that we're, or somehow in our, in our, you know, wanderings in our minds and everything we've decided this is who I am and this is what I post or this is what I show the world. I don't show the world that. So what if we did show the world, you know, something that is unexpected and, but that everyone does, you know, because everyone, right. I find the questions sometimes on these things are interesting. Like, um, well, where do you get that sweater? Where'd you get the, um, how do you wash your face? And I really do believe there is a group, this is a whole nother podcast, but there is a group of um, people in their twenties coming up that don't have say the mentorship um, for things like um, being in business or starting a business or living your life or anything. Like there's just nobody out there saying to them, Hey, this is a great look for going in to the job. Here's a great look. And this is where I get my, whatever is at. So it is, there's so many questions that I, I find so basic that I'm like, there's a whole group out there that need these answers. And so it's okay if you wash your face and show them because there's going to be a lot of people that are interested. We're all interested in skincare, but I think also with the skincare question is, could you also, um, and this is what I would ask to anyone that I was working with is go, well, is your skincare part of who you are and maybe part of what would be attractive to you to future clients? You know, would there, would you be the person that is does that somehow make you uh, specialize you a little bit? You know, I have uh, yeah. one one friend in the wedding business who loves fashion. And I'm like, why couldn't you be the guy that dresses your mother-in-law that will always know exactly what dress for the mother-in-law? Yes. And uh, why can't you talk about? Because they never know what they should be wearing. <laughs> they really don't. I get the question constantly. Well, I think that's a really important, you know, um, thing to realize and then go like, wow, well, if that's a big question coming from mothers-in-laws and I understand fashion and why wouldn't that be the thing you push out there? But there's something, now here's where the thing comes into 
play, like what you're talking about, if you put it out there, will somebody say something mean? Like, who am I to say that? You know? So I think that's where the kind of the pushback comes, especially with my more established clients that feel like, well, I can't go down that. I can't take that, that path because then it confuses people. But I'm like, well, right. But, but why not? We have, I mean, like Instagram, just remember like Twitter, man, the, 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 the feeds ran by so fast. Instagram so fast. runs by so fast. So, fast. so <clears throat> whereas like they're the old generation or old, old generation, the, the 1.0 <laughs> generation of Instagram. That's what I meant. Generationally speaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> the OG Instagram. Users the OG like Instagram yeah. is right. See it, that it's going to be up there forever. Everyone's going to see it. I'm like, Oh no, contraire Pierre, because you know, you could probably put that one piece of post and one piece of content out in 400 different ways and maybe still no one would see it. So it's just running through so fast. Yes. Why not take a chance and see? Why not make yourself happy <laughs> with it and just yes, see? And also, like, I think it goes back to what you were saying too about like the early days of the pandemic when we, where there was a little bit more levity, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was a little more um, room to post about something that wasn't exactly, exactly on brand. Mm-hmm. Also, we're always evolving, right? So like what was on brand for me back in 2019 is different now. Mm-hmm. But if all I'm posting is what I think I should be posting, which, you know, is it's very, it's boring. and also. You know, people ask me this a fair amount now, especially uh, in this like third year pandemic uh, situation where they're like, oh, you're still doing weddings. I get this question a lot oh from my people gosh. like, oh, I thought you were just doing education. And I'm like, no, I, no, we still oh. have a full, you know, full report, you know, full schedule of wedding, not full, but what we want for weddings. And we're still doing and we're obviously still doing education and we're still doing the podcast. And like these things are all part of me. It's not like like it's just it's OK to be multi-passionate and it's OK to run with that. And if people are confused, then people are going to be, con- listen, people are going to be confused no matter what you do. Even <laughs> if you only did one very specific thing, they're still going to go, wait, what is it? That one thing that oh, you do? Because yeah. really nobody's paying considerable attention to anyone except themselves. So don't yeah. be afraid. I think of putting out multiple passions of yours. Now, again, I think it has to be, as you said at the beginning of this conversation, what is it that, what are you passionate about? Because if you're passionate about it, then you're going to want to deep dive in it and you're going to be knowledgeable to talk about it. Mm-hmm. If it's just something you think you should be doing, mm-hmm. right, and you should be talking about, then you're not going to have that same energy behind it. People are going to know that it's not a passion of yours. Right. That it's not authentic, authentically yes. part of your day. I mean, true, true, true. Those are great words. Um, yes. I think, I don't know how, again, I'm I'm going to bring Winston Churchill into this. I mean, the man... What he was like, you know, the prime minister, he painted, he was a war, I think I'm going to hopefully nobody will correct me, but a war general. He was what he, he wrote a million thousand books. I mean, what was he? That's right. What was his brand? You know? So I'm like, why can't we, and again, when we don't have the, the overseer, you know, of Instagram of people like, like telling us you know, you should be this, be in this, be this, in this hole, this hole, this hole, but not that one, that one, that one. Then we, then we have more freedom. I think if we don't listen to all of that stuff and we listen to ourselves, I mean, and again, it's not easy. It's, there's no like, you know, five ways to find your, your passion, to find your, there's just not, you have, you need to do that deep dive, the journaling that you were talking about that you did. Um, and then, of course, I, I do, and I tell everyone to journal, and nobody listens. 
<laughs> but um, but it's true. You've got. I mean, it, it does take a lot of. It takes more. It takes work. You know what? And that's the problem. I think sometimes when people are looking to um, yeah. make a change, it's not fun. You do have to get out of your comfort zone. It will be fun. It will be. You have to find the small moments that excite you as you go. Keep on going forward, and you have to keep on drilling down onto whatever that goal is. You write your ugly first draft of your goal and you keep on drilling it down, drilling it down and making it more specific, more unique, more you. And then at some point um, you will have that goal. And then you start, then you start the real work of mapping it out and figuring the strategy and what would be the right path to go. I love every, I love all that. I will say though, for my, for my point of view, I actually think it is kind of fun. I mean, creating the (laughs) ritual of journaling isn't, isn't, uh, it isn't like a, okay, now I, now I'm someone who journals like as it doesn't take one day, right? It takes, there is a process there. Um, and in fact, I think by the time this episode is released, I will have released an episode about how to journal. So um, if I haven't, then it's coming up soon y'all, but I don't know where this is in this this schedule. I'm not, I'm not really in charge around here, Lisa. That's the truth. Um, (laughs) But, but I love, but I think too, it's like, I think everyone who's listening, because you've tuned into this episode, right? You are someone who wants to know more about themselves and their business. You are someone who wants to have that 3.0 version of yourself, as Lisa said earlier. And I think what it comes down to for me is allowing yourself the luxury I'm putting in air quotes of paying attention to your own self, Right, because so many of us are service providers, and we're always running around doing for other people. What Lisa's asking you to do is really pay attention to your own self and what what you really want, and what what is that hidden thing that you're probably a little afraid to talk about or make take action on. Right, like mm-hmm. that is how we get back to the passion and all the things that Lisa said. We have to just start listening to ourselves a little bit more. I think. Yes. Yeah. A lot more. A lot more. I think if we did (laughs) a lot more. I think if we did, we would find that we are ready to begin on our next our next big thing for ourselves, our next worthy goal, a goal that's worthy of our time and our energy and our commitment. I think so. Yeah. Lisa, where can people find you on the internet? Are you still teaching that creative writing workshop? No, I'm not. Um but I am I am putting together some um I'm going I'm going to try to do some things this year that are a little bit different. So my things this year are challenging ourselves for better copywriting, how to write better, because mm-hmm. I believe all good Love marketing that. begins with the writing. So yeah, there's the creative marketing, there's the creative writing side, but we also need to writing more than we ever have written because of social media, really. Um and yeah. yeah. So I've got, so um, that's the one thing I'm going to do is mostly with the, um, the copywriting and, uh, and then also I'm working on just some books right now that I want to get out there about how to reignite your passion and how to became, become a brand new, like renew your brand and reignite your passion. Oh, I love that. So well, thanks. That's so, amazing. We my will, stuff's uh, underway. We will link to your website. <laughs> Um, every, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Everything is my name, just Lisa Gardner, um, dot com, Lisa Gardner on Instagram, Lisa Gardner on Facebook, um, LinkedIn. Yeah. What else? We will what put else? all of that in the show notes so everyone can link, uh, just click through to find you. I know a lot of my people listen while they're driving, so don't get into a car accident. We will give you all <laughs> of the, the details in the show notes. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a fabulous conversation and I think it has... I think it's so necessary and I'm so glad we had it. And I think it has the potential to really 
uh, change people, right? Because we, we aren't the same as we were back before all this started and we shouldn't be the same. And so I want to thank you for having this convo with me today. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I was, I have to say I was worried in the beginning, a little nervous because this is kind of the first time I'm actually putting words to all of these things that I think, I mean, I've been writing about it, but I haven't actually been. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, cause I, Again, well, the comparison hey, thing. I'm like, I don't have your five things, but I've got, I have a big. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Excellent. No, I'm glad you debuted this topic with us. I feel very, uh, I feel very honored. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. I really you love it. You heard it here first, you kids. You heard it here first. It was here first. <laughs> yes. Renee, breaking new ground as always. <laughs> That's right. As, as always, as we, we keep trying to do. Well, yes, we... lovely listeners, thank you again for spending your time with us. Uh, you know what I'm going to say, because I say it every week. Your time is the one thing you can't make more of. And so I'm always so grateful that you spend it with us. I haven't asked this for a while, so I'm going to remind you, if you're a longtime listener or a first-time listener and you like what you've heard, please go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And now even Spotify has reviews. We would love and appreciate your feedback. And we will see you, friends, next week, same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. 